It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Here we go. That's my Dak Prescott impression. Here we go. <laughs> it's the new Omaha. Welcome in. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I got a big old uh, happy Friday or happy, actually, Maroon Friday from Robert, who's tuning in on YouTube. So welcome in on this free-for-all Friday. You made it. Anything goes. Let her rip. Tater tip. Robert, thanks for uh, tuning in and commenting there on the Murray West live thread. On uh, He's on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, the new Twitter is X, then uh, any you can comment. Just type it in, post it, and it pops up right here on the uh, Murray West live thread. I can pull it in. You can be a part of the show that way. You can call, you can text, and I don't know what all. Get on in here and um, be a part of it. Hope you will be. Beaver's here. I know he is because we're on the air. Although I didn't get a chance earlier to chat with him. Happy Friday to you, Beef. And to you as well, Matt Wyatt. I'm sipping coffee out of a new cup. It is made for it is it comes from Country Pleasing, Country Meat Packers. It's a little smaller sized coffee cup. And beaver, it's made from an in, uh, some type of enamel, which is interesting. It's kind of like you know, because you like you have enamel on your teeth, right? They say that like if you drink enough coffee out of it, it's, it'll stain it on the inside, but that's okay. Enamel, but it just it it keeps it hot a little longer than a regular mug. See, what, this is what I mean when I say anything goes on a Friday. Is your Friday going well, Beeve? All good? Yep. Uh, are we paying you by the word? And, and that's why you're trying to get so little in, trying to save us some money? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> See, that's not even a word. If you're paying somebody by the word and they say, hmm, do you have to pay them? <laughs> that's the question. Uh-huh. Hey, Beaver, seriously, I have another question for you. We established earlier in the week that three days after New Year's is within the realm of, you know, you can still say Happy New Year to somebody. But after that, you need to stop saying Happy New Year to everybody. Um, We established that. Larry David did also on his show Curb Your Enthusiasm. Happy New Year. (sighs) It's a little late, frankly, for the Happy New Year's, you know? Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's too long. Uh, statute of limitations is kind of run out on the new year. Three days. Plenty. Three days. <laughs> Three days is plenty. What about taking down Christmas decorations, Beaver? Help me with that one. Okay, let's see. Well, Christmas decorations, I'll allow through the first, but oh, okay. there can be a technicality here. Matt Wyatt, if okay. your tree becomes something else, you can technically keep your tree up all the time because 
I saw someone the other day. Now they they kept their Christmas tree up. They've turned it into a Mardi Gras tree. <laughs> okay, so their their Christmas tree just got a new paint job on it, basically. So it went from Christmas tree to Mardi Gras tree. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know Mardi Gras had trees. That's not a bad idea. Hey, speaking of country, I was at uh, Country Meat Packers uh, over the holidays, Beaver, down there in uh, Florence, Highway 49, <clears throat> where uh, Country Please and Sausage comes from. I walk in, and I went over to the business office side of things, and right in there, they had a tree up, like one of the skinny trees, and it was decorated in all pigs. Everything on it was a pig. <laughs> pig ornaments, you know, like a little soft pig everything was pigs on the on the tree and uh, you know i think that's one they could leave wouldn't you think beaver they could leave that one up year-round if they wanted to yeah i like that yeah leave the pig one up might get me a pig tree <laughs> i ask that because beaver admittedly i'm always the last one in the neighborhood to take down the christmas stuff and it's a somewhat, it's not a laziness thing. There is this deal of it's hard to get motivated to take it down because I like it being up. Like anybody that's watching the live stream today on uh, on Free For All Friday here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, you'll notice the Christmas lights are gone from behind me that I strung up. My Ralphie lights, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I started to leave them up, but then, yeah. So I, and what about when do we stop? When are we supposed to stop listening to Christmas music, B? Christmas Day. <laughs> Man, see, I missed all those deadlines. I can't let go of it. I enjoy, I enjoy the. See, it's like they don't let you put up a Christmas decoration until after Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, that's only really a good month's worth of looking at the stuff. I'm struggling with it. Anyway. Well, let me tell you while we're on this, I've got a, a personal deadline, timeline dilemma going yeah. on. And I feel like I'm about to break it, actually, because I, I can, and I can tell you about this because I already told you that I texted you the other day that I had a package, you know, I was going to send to you because right, right. I ordered something for the entire Wyatt family. <laughs> And one of the items didn't come in until the 30th. Mm. So, okay. But that's not your fault, though. No, it's not my fault. So, obviously, it came on the 30th, so it yeah. was at the end of the day. So, the, the, the UPS place was closed. The next day was Sunday. The next day was New Year's Day. Right. So, I go to take it in Wednesday. And... There were so many people, and it was when I was on the way to work. And there were so many people in there. It was backed all the way up to the door. And I'm like, well, I'm, well I got no time. I got to go to work. So then 45 minutes later, that's when you inform me that you're going to be yes. here uh -huh. next Tuesday. So right. I decided, well, that worked out well. I'll just keep it, and I'll give it to him Tuesday. But here is the dilemma. Here's the timeline that I'm breaking. I'm technically giving you a Christmas present <laughs> on January 9th. And that feels weird. Well, I know, but look, that whole saying that it's the thought that counts. I mean, that's 
really true. I mean, 75% of the whole deal is the thought, really. And you got a perfectly good excuse built in there. Look at it this way, Beaver. This is what I would tell you. You're talking about somebody in a family who we really don't want to take down the Christmas decorations. We'd leave them up for months if we felt like we could convince ourselves it's okay to do that. <laughs> okay? So giving us a gift, a Christmas gift. Look at it this way. Uh, it's better to give in person, right? If you had your choice in person versus shipping it, you'd, you'd choose the in person. We'll just do it in person. Gives me something to look forward to. Not that I wouldn't look <laughs> forward to seeing you on Tuesday anyway. <laughs> but he's, I get gifts. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, Beaver, doggone, here's another thing I didn't tell you about. And listen, all right, look, we've only been on the air for eight minutes, <laughs> which I know in Radio Land is an eternity. Coming to the your your daily well, yeah, your daily transfer portal update. Sure enough, we got big time updates uh, for Mississippi State. We got a big update. So you're going to get your transfer portal update and conversation coming up. Uh, but Beaver, I didn't even tell you about this. All week long, we've been on the air since the Christmas break, and I didn't even tell you about this. We delivered uh, the foster dog star to Louvier and his family, and she has fit right in and is like sitting in his lap, and they're feeding her steak, and she's sleeping in. And anyway, it all went great. I didn't even tell you about it. Oh, and Good. he and he renamed her too, by the way. Um, they 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 did an experiment. They did an experiment where they called out several names that they liked, and whichever one she responded to is what they were going to use. And the name that she responded to was Tilly. And see, his other dog is named Tito, and so now Louvier has Tito and Tilly. Mm, okay. Yeah, and she has fit right in. And I man, it was great when we got there. We were passing through, and we had. Star slash Tilly in the car, you know, we go to Louvier's house and he was out and he had Tito on a leash and we go out and meet him. And you never know when two strange dogs who've never seen each other before, all of a sudden they go nose to nose. You never know how that's going to go, right? Uh-huh. It was great. Like Tito and immediately started licking her in the face and she was jumping around playing and they started running through the yard and it was just, it was, it was great. So that all happened too. Okay. So all is well. In the world, and I'm I'm looking. Uh, he sent us some updates, and so all's well. All right, how do we start? I know what. How about a little college football music? <laughs> I mean, why not? You got to have something to flip the switch. Other than me just taking a big old gulp of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. It's the best coffee. I got another shipment in today. Two big one-pound bags. I will not run out anytime soon, thank goodness. Get your coffee at High Point Roasters in New Albany. If you're not getting it there, I really feel like you're missing out. I really feel that way. <laughs> I really do. All right. Uh, here is your transfer portal update for today. According to social media, according to social media, uh, Stone Blanton, from Madison, Mississippi, who initially went to South Carolina out of high school to play 
baseball and was a linebacker on their football team at South Carolina. He's transferring back to Mississippi State. And that all popped up today. Now, there again, look, if you just told you this, if you just get on to X and, and type in in the search bar transfer portal and hit enter, you get all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's, it's starters and players from all over the country going five different directions and offers here and there and committing there and getting in the portal today and lots of that. But that's one of those that popped up right off the bat. And uh, even from Stone Blanton himself, he is a 6'2", 235-pound linebacker. On X, he is at Stone Blanton 7, the number 7. I, mean, I guess that's the jersey number that he's going to wear because, uh, I, I mean, I guess he um, – he posted on X coming home. He tagged all the football coaches and stuff. And there's a, a graphic there. You know how they all have graphics made with their image and likeness on it. Stone Blanton shows him in a Mississippi State uniform and wearing number seven. Uh, so, yeah, that was big news for State today. And more on that in just a bit. Steven was the first to text the show in the country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage. Check out my new coffee cup from Country Please. Steven said, Matt, do you know if Stone Blanton is going to play football and baseball both? I know he was a state baseball recruit a couple of years ago. That I don't know. Uh, I don't see any indication of that anywhere on any of these posts, on X or elsewhere. Um, we'll see. But I don't know that for right now. It looks like a football thing to me. Was he actually playing baseball at South Carolina? Did he, did he follow through with that or did he just do football up there? Some of y'all may know. Uh, White Denzel says, with the FCS championship on Sunday, can we talk about Montana's early day signing class? The class itself is not important. They signed a running back whose name is Tommy Running Rabbit. That's incredible. Wow. That's his real name? Tommy Running Rabbit. I mean, he is the captain of the all-name team all time. He hadn't played. So if you're he, if he's in Montana's signing class and he hasn't played yet, so what? He's still he's first-team all-name team all time. Tommy Running Rabbit. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Denzel. Bucky from Vicksburg texts the show. By the way, the number to text if you want to do it. You got something you want to say, a comment, opinion, a question. Topic you want to get into, any of that's fine on a Friday. Uh, the number to text, 885-3776. Got it? That is a 601 number. 885-3776. Another way to remember it, 885-ESPN. And that'll get you on in here. You can also call me on the Divini phone. The number to call is 897-1059. 601 number 897-1059. Louvier! <laughs> Text the show. Just talking about you. He says, um, Our 30th president, Calvin Coolidge, was nicknamed Silent Cal. At a function, an ambassador's wife said that she had bet her friend that she could get him to say more than three words. He replied, you lose. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> that is fantastic. He signed it, Go Saints, from Tilly and Tito's dad. It's great to hear from you, Olivier. It was good to see you. All right. Uh, unnamed Texter says, We had Country Please and Cater our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, meals. Best beef tenderloin um, around. Smoked and uh, see Christmas Day, smoked turkey and ham. They do it right. Man. Well, first of all, so how big of a, of a family are you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's great. I mean, if you get – look, you are winning at things if you are able to get country-pleasing to cater for you on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You win it. I wish I had been there. Brad says, happy Friday, y'all. Now, okay, so he was saying this to Beaver regarding giving a late Christmas present. Uh, albeit, we do live four hours apart, you know. But Brad said, we give baby gifts, wedding gifts, long after the celebratory day occurs. Yeah, it's true. And when you think about it, I mean, Christmas is all about a birth. I mean, it's kind of like baby gifts, right? Because you're celebrating the birth of Jesus. That's what Christmas is. Um, Bulldog Barney says, Happy New Year to me and Beef. He says, if a player opts out of a national playoff game and their team wins, can they choose to play in the national title or do they just SOL? We know what that means. He says, which if they opt out of the first game and make it to the natty, they should not be allowed to play in the national championship no matter if they were a starter or not. What say you? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, to me, Bulldog Barney, I, I can't imagine a scenario well, first of all, I don't. I'm not aware of any opt-outs for the playoff teams, for the four playoff teams that we've had, even in you know you know this year or in recent years. I'm not aware of any opt-outs. Certainly, they those teams may have had guys who wanted to quit, even though they were going to play in the playoff. They wanted to quit, go somewhere else, and so maybe they hit the hit the portal, but in terms of just opting out of a of a playoff game, I'm not aware of that scenario. If it happened, I don't know. Now, so if we're talking about a hypothetical and you're saying you got one of the four playoff teams and they have somebody opt out, I don't care who it is. We don't need a rule for that. Football coaches and teams are never going to allow someone to opt out of a playoff game and turn around and play in the title game. It's just that not that's not happening. Jake from Yazoo, he texts the show on the country pleasing text line. He says, What if and how long could one say drop the new and say happy year? Oh. <laughs> well, and we solved that by just saying hey <laughs> the rest of the year. Hey man. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Good morning. <laughs> right? Like we take care of that with that. There's no point in saying happy year. And then he says, replace happy with good new year. <laughs> How about this? Jake from Yazoo says that he used to see Larry David in Santa Monica, California. Would have said happy new year at Thanksgiving. Yeah, but Jake, I need more detail. What are you doing in Santa Monica? Okay, and what was it like running into Larry David? I'm going to need your stories. All right, Donnie... 
comments on the country pleasing text line. He says that Stone Blanton is going to just play football at uh, State, not a baseball deal. And then somebody says, uh, do we know what defensive scheme a defensive coordinator is going to run uh, at State? I don't know a lot about, you know, like when you say scheme, are we talking, you know, generally it's people want to know, are we a three-man front or a four-man front, which everybody kind of does a little bit of both. They do one, disguise it as the other, and at times do the other and disguise it as the one. I, I, Everybody does that. I am one of these who... I don't think it's just oversimplifying it just for the sake of doing it. But defensive football, like there's only so many things you can do. There's only so many ways you can line up. And everything you do is kind of dictated by what the offense is doing. And so it, it's, a, it's a different deal. You know, obviously, you'll have an offense somewhere and you go, well, they are what we call pro style, meaning – a lot of two backs, a lot of two backs and a tight end, a lot of two tight ends and a single back. You know, some under center, you know, power runs, counters, you know, a little more pro style type deal. That one over there is a spread. We know that because of what? Shotgun and spread formations. And then they go, well, in that offense over there is a, a zone offense, zone run, zone read. There's an option offense. There's a run and shoot. There's a. And it's all because offense dictates all that and lines up and does all these things differently. Defense doesn't. I mean, you can say you're a th- you're a three three five defense. Yeah, but half the time I look out there, you got three linemen, and you've walked one guy up. It's a four man front. You go well. We're a four down defense. Yeah, but you're gonna stand one up and run zone blitz and drop the end. You're only rushing three. It's all the same. There's only so many. It's just not complicated. Everybody pretty much runs the same defense, whether you believe that or not. All right, stick around. Back with you. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, Jonathan says on the Murray West live thread that Stone Blanton didn't play baseball for South Carolina. He only played football. All right, thanks for the update, Jonathan. And you too can be like Jonathan. You can comment on the Murray West live thread. I means any way you're watching the show, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or on X, you can comment, you know, basically post a comment on that live stream. It pops up right here on the screen. And I can pop it up on the screen here. We can see what you say, what your question or comment is. And uh, so thanks for being a part of that. On the Murray West live thread, go to murraywest.com. Learn more about them. Contract embroidery here in Mississippi. Regardless of where you are statewide, state of Mississippi, you have a, a big embroidery order uh, for you know, putting your logo on hats or shirts or whatever the case is for your business, your team, your brand, your church, whatever, uh, go there. Check them out online, murraywest.com. Great folks. Homegrown right here in Mississippi. Will comments on YouTube says, Happy New Year, Happy Later Christmas, and Happy Friday. <laughs> now, yeah, Sven says Spivey should go to court against the NCAA this this country club is ridiculous. I, you know, yeah. Look, 
this a weird scenario because if you look at it, if you also if you almost wanted to look at it, Sven, we're talking about Jorquarius Spivey who tried to transfer back to Mississippi State from TCU, and if you also, I mean, if you almost wanted to look at it chronologically, it would help you to see how maybe he or someone ought to go, listen, <laughs> this isn't right, and you need to give me that year back. You know, maybe there's details I don't know. I, I just, again, when he was at TCU two seasons ago, he had transferred there from Mississippi State, had transferred once already. And uh, the timing of leaving TCU and going to state back this time last year is what caused a problem for him. Had he gone ahead and transferred early and not stuck with TCU's football team through the college football playoff, which forced him or somebody convinced him to enroll in that second semester. Well, that was bad advice. Somebody gave him bad advice. Because then when he up and transferred after the playoff was over, the NCAA said, no, but you already enrolled. And he was like, yeah, they told me to do that because I was on the football team. We're playing in the playoff in the national title game. Because it went on into January. And they were like, yeah, but you enrolled, so you can't now unenroll and go over to state and enroll and be eligible. Right? And see, there was another kid out there who was kind of a similar situation. Timing may have been slightly different, but similar deal. And they eventually got him eligible at North Carolina, but they didn't get Spivey eligible at state. So that was under the previous NCAA structure, right? Where they had transfer rules about when you can and can't transfer. Are you a graduate or not? Therefore, do you need to sit out or not? You know, those kinds of things. Well, what happened was he sat out the whole year and missed it. And as we saw, as soon as the season was over, we get into early December and some court case out here, somebody challenges the NCAA's uh, transfer restrictions in court. The court puts a restraining order on uh, the NCAA being able to enforce any of their transfer stuff. So that opened it up in one way. And now fast forward to here in the last few days, you've had an athlete, I think, at some quarterback somewhere. Or is it Oklahoma State or somewhere that's, that just got a seventh year of eligibility for one reason or another? So now we, we fast forward to a time where they really can't legally enforce Again, according to some court press, it's not my idea. I'm just saying what legally is on paper out here. They're not able to enforce their transfer stuff. They're granting people a sixth and seventh years of eligibility. If you're Jaquarius Spivey, you ought to be able to play football somewhere. Period. The end. No matter what they say. <laughs> and... You know what? And during the season, I, I made the comment. I think I might have even put it on, posted it on X. I said, play him. Play him. And and tell the NCAA, okay, do whatever you think you need to do. Well, I don't care. Do it. Try and do it. Just try. Okay? Because you can kick rocks because we're not beholden to any of you. You can't enforce your rules anyway. <laughs> and what I was told was, yeah, but what would happen 
you know, if you took that approach, you played him anyway, you know, you sort of buck the process, pay no attention to what supposedly the rules are and threaten to challenge him in court, then come bowl deal, they would say that you're ineligible to play in a bowl game. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But as it turned out, you didn't make a bowl game. Wouldn't have mattered. So then maybe they would have, what, tried to enforce it next year? Well, not now because the court case thing happened. So I, I'm with you on that. The kid needs to be able to go play football somewhere in his last year. Okay, it was. So JS290 said on YouTube it was the Oklahoma State quarterback. Uh, he's getting a seventh year of eligibility. I thought I read that. And when I saw seventh year, I'm like, how? So you got a free COVID year. I get that. 20 was free. But you had to get a seventh year. I can understand getting a sixth one because you play in four, <laughs> according to the right, and you redshirt another even if you play in four games. Okay, so there's five years. You get a free COVID, and then you get a sixth on on top of the free COVID for an injury or something. That makes it seven. Is that how that works? Yeah. That's what okay, where's my Marty? Where's my Marty thing? Here you go, NCAA. He's a mess! And bring your brooms because it's a mess. I'm bringing my broom because you know why? It's a mess. Bring your broom because it's a mess. And it is. Um <clears throat> all right, so your transfer portal update for today. We came on the air. If you're listening live here in the middle of the day, the news was that Stone Blanton from Mississippi, who went to South Carolina out of high school, has been there one or two years, and uh, he's transferring back to Mississippi State. So uh, that that's a huge deal for them. Get a player like that in the linebacker group, you know, one with their, their thin, at least three players, right, due to graduation and elsewhere. Um, it's tough to replace a Buki Watson. It's tough to replace a Jet Johnson. Uh, it's real tough to replace both of them, you know. So there's playing time there, and and that's what it is. So I pulled it up here. According to Twenty Four Seven Sports, is all the transfer activity. This go-around for Mississippi State football, here it is. And we'll go from the most recent and work our way back to the least recent. All right, so today, incoming transfer from South Carolina Stone Blanton. Yesterday, incoming transfer from Louisville wide receiver Kevin Coleman. Two days ago. Defensive lineman Jonathan Davis transferring out. Don't know where he's going. Uh, incoming, go back to December. Incoming transfer, you get a punter from New Mexico. Outgoing transfer, Percy Lewis, offensive lineman. It says he has not committed somewhere, but they're picking him to, to transfer to Ole Miss. Uh, outgoing defensive lineman Jacarius Clayton, a kid from Tupelo, and he's not committed anywhere yet. Uh, losing a cornerback and Jamari Brown entered the transfer portal mid-December, hasn't signed anywhere yet. 
Of course, earlier December, corner DeCamerion Richardson. He's committed to Ole Miss. Um, just before that, got a cornerback transfer from Memphis, Trevion Wright, Memphis to Mississippi State. Um, incoming tight end from Buffalo, big kid and good, really good football player. Cameron Ball, tight end from Buffalo, going to state. Uh, outgoing running back, Woody Marks, going to USC. Incoming offensive lineman from LSU, Marion Martinez. Incoming offensive lineman from Memphis, McCollum Pounders. Outgoing corner, DeCarlos Nicholson, going to, it says USC, going to Southern Cal. Uh, Corey Ellington, the safety, went into the portal, took his name out. So he's staying at State. Uh, outgoing receiver from State to LSU, Xavion Thomas. Incoming tight end from Vanderbilt, Justin Ball. He's the brother of the other tight end coming in. They got a kicker, Carson Allen in the portal. He's leaving. Incoming quarterback from Baylor, Blake Shapin. Outgoing lineman, Stephen Lasoya, went to Vandy. Incoming receiver, Kelly uh, Akiri from UTEP. Outgoing tight end, Ryland Goatee went to Georgia Tech. He's enrolled there. Incoming offensive lineman, Ethan Miner from North Texas. Incoming defensive lineman, uh, Suleiman Paca from Purdue. And incoming defensive lineman, Kedrick Bingley-Jones from North Carolina. And that, according to 24-7 Sports, is the complete picture of the transfer portal activity for Mississippi State as of right now. Stick around. With a Matt Wyatt show, ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. What did Legba say? He said here on YouTube on the Murray West Live thread that he'd heard that in 2025, Division 1A football, like I said, be FBS, break free of the NCAA. I don't understand how or why, unless it's because the ridiculous amount of money that they generate. Yeah. Have their own governing structure. I've heard that too. You know, I say I've heard, I've heard talk of those kinds of ideas and sooner than later, I mean, they have to do something, you know, if you don't truthfully, if you don't have some sort of structure and rules that everybody plays by uh, that are enforceable, then you really don't have a, you just don't have anything, <laughs> you know, n- not something that you can kind of wrap your head around. If you can't enforce, you don't have rules. And if you don't have rules, you don't have a league. And so you got to have something, right? I would think. Sven. Yeah, I mentioned a couple of states, guys. You got a uh, Woody Marks and Carlos Nicholson who are transferring to USC, Southern Cal. Uh, according to that list, 
Sven says USC will be horrible in the Big Ten for the next three to four years because they can't even stop a nosebleed. Talking about defense. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Oregon, and Washington are five losses that USC takes for sure. That according to Sven. Rick commented on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com, learn more about them. They are a, a great Mississippi company, contract embroidery, right here at home in Mississippi since 1996, orders big and small, whatever it is. You need it embroidered, that's where you need to go. Rick says, it seems like a number of good state players transfer to Ole Miss, but no Ole Miss players transfer to state. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, trying to think. I mean, I don't think there have been any. But you got you got w- what one? Well, you have the corner, uh, Decam uh, Richardson, the corner who is transferring to Ole Miss in this cycle, and they list Percy Lewis, the offensive lineman, as another one that states losing it. Probably go to Ole Miss too. You know, I guess remains to be seen. That's what they list anyway. What do you think? All right. On the uh, country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. Nick says, speaking of nicknames, he said, a friend of mine whose last name is Quick Got his baseball jersey back with his name misspelled as Buick. <laughs> right? So everything's the same except the first letter. Quick and Buick. He said, so everybody picked on him by calling him Fleetwood. <laughs> not realizing that Cadillac made that particular vehicle, not Buick. <laughs> Still calling it. Wait a minute. So y'all call him Fleetwood or Buick? I missed it, Nick. I just need to know which one it is. Uh, All right. Also backtracking here. Earlier, Jake from Yazoo texted the show. We had mentioned Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, said that you could wish somebody a happy new year up until January the 3rd, three days, plenty. (laughs) What he said. Beaver agreed earlier in the week. But then he told me a story that he um, ran into Larry he used to see Larry David in Santa Monica. I was like, well, I'm going to need to hear that. Anyway, he updated me. Jake from Yazoo says, uh, we have a Yazoo friend out there in Santa Monica. Wild stories. He assisted the FBI arresting Whitey Bulger. Really? Okay. See, what I here's what I can tell, Jake. This particular friend, Santa Monica, visiting him. I can tell it's way too much for a text message. <laughs> <laughs> this is one where we need to sit down and give you a good half hour to an hour to kind of fill us in on some of these stories. Um, <clears throat> okay, somebody's just tuning in. They said uh, Stone Blanton transferring back to Mississippi State. Will he play baseball too? We've been told that he won't. I, I, you know, I'm not getting that from State or from him, but just from people who have let us know. Uh, here, That's what they're saying. Okay, Troll Tide with pictures boy sends me a text here, country pleasing text line. He says, happy Friday, Christmas Day after gifts open. He said, I went to Ross Barnett and caught this puppy on one of my vintage 1960s, 70s rod and reels. Okay, so when he, he's talking about a fish, all right, it's a largemouth. 
that he caught on a vintage rod and reel. And he sent me some pictures of it. And then a picture of this, great blue heron wanted to try to eat him, so I gave it to the bird, but bass was too big to eat, so the bass lives to fight another day. <laughs> How about that? So the fish jumped off in the water, huh? Okay, so uh, that is, I know exactly what that bait is, by the way. It's a Texas rig, Zoom baby brush hog. And that looks like that's going to be in that June bug color. What they So it's kind of purple with blue flake in it. And he threw it, yeah, on an old spinning rod combo. That looks like, does that say Mitchell? Uh, the brand would be Mitchell. An old Mitchell spinning reel on a spinning rod. I bet that was fun. Vintage. Bring the vintage stuff back. I like it. And some of those old vintage lures, too. The balsa wood lures and stuff. Some of them still catch fish, don't they? Thanks for sending that along. Wish I was with you. That would have been fun. Okay, now I got to read this. Old Tackle, he's over here on the Murray West Live thread. He's on YouTube. He says, according to the church calendar, it's still Christmas until Saturday, which is Epiphany. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> this Saturday is still Christmas? You mean I could have left the stuff up? I could have left my Christmas lights up and everything through Epiphany, which I'm for, by the way. We'll have to remember that for next year, I guess. Epiphany. I'm going to learn about Epiphany. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'll learn a little bit more about Epiphany. All right. Uh, Will comments on the Murray West Live thread. He's on YouTube. He says, any word on where Quinshaw Judkins is going to land? No, I don't have any word on it. Now, I want to say much was made after that news popped out there at about noon yesterday. You know, it was, it was all over social media. And there was a graphic, you know, and he's, he thanked everybody. It was a good graphic, whatever. And, uh, he went out, and much was made, uh, right? Because during the show, y'all remember during the show, someone texted me a screenshot of what Chuck Ronsville had said on his website, saying that there was uh, some discord, you know, between Judkins and the team, and causing problems in the locker room, you know. And the interesting thing about that is true or not it's not about whether it's true or not you know true or not it's what's interesting about that kind of stuff it's always you don't ever hear that while it's actually going on right even if somebody knew it so we didn't hear it during the season but you let him transfer now boy i'll tell you what we got that locked and loaded we're ready to put that out there i don't know i mean it you got to be if it's true it's true that's the thing about it regardless of how it looks but you can't help the fact that it looks <laughs> like sour grapes when, you know, this player who it's not a matter of debate, uh, they're paying a ton of money to him as this star running back. And he's setting records and stuff and helps you win. And he touched the ball more than any other individual player you had in your bowl game. And a few days later, he hits the transfer portal and now – we got official reports about what a cancer he was in the locker room. Well, you know, I've, 
Maybe it's true. Maybe it's 100% true. I don't know. I'm not connected to it. But any, you start, you pop all that stuff out there as soon as he decides to transfer. You're like, oh, come on now. Why don't you tell me that last week? If he, if he was such a cancer. If he was such a cancer in the locker room, why'd you give it to him 35 times in a ball game? You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe all that stuff's true. It's not for me to know. I don't know that it. I really care that much one way or the other. I'm just saying you can't help how it looks. And there's part of me that says, too, that, you know, even if that's true, you kind of keep, you know, you keep that stuff to yourself, you know, really. But if a media member gets it, you can't keep them from posting it or whatever. Now, all that said, Will, on the other side of that coin, a player like that, that kind of ability and that kind of experience, without any baggage whatsoever, he's going to get picked up like that. He's going to have no shortage of big-time opportunities just like that as soon as his name hits that portal. But that's without baggage. If there is legitimately, like, he developed an attitude problem or he got all that money and it went to his head and now he's hard to deal with, that will significantly put a dent in the number of opportunities he will get coming out of the portal. So, again, those are just talking about sort of like blanket situations. Specifically to him, I don't have a clue. I really don't. Hour one is in the books. Hour two coming up in the Bureau. Stick around.